Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalaba, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalaba, and today is Thursday, April 28th, 2022. And it's been a busy morning for me. I got up a little bit later than I would have liked to, but I got after it right away. And it's just been one of those days where I've been doing a lot of research. And for me, I've kind of taken, I guess, a little bit of a break from doing a ton of research. I still do research on some stuff that I see flipping and some low-key items and things that I know that I can provide uh, other members in some of the in one of the groups that I'm in. But there really hasn't been a ton of research on my business. And that's something that I've been working on a lot is just trying to figure out where I want to go with my business, what I want to do with my reselling business. Because as I've kind of went through the past couple of weeks, I came to a reckoning moment where I realized that if I keep going on the path that I'm on, it's going to be a lot more difficult to grow. It's going to be a lot more difficult to continue to get inventory. And the stuff that I'm selling or that I've primarily sold before is going to lose its market. And then what? And I just don't like the idea of blindly believing that the next item will come up. It will, and it'll probably come up and do very well. We always have those items that come up, but the tough thing is trying to figure out when they're going to come out and trying to figure out like when that sort of thing is going to release. And so that's something that I've been trying to work on is trying to find a more consistent uh, form of income just because with reselling, you don't know when the next item is going to come out that's super profitable and that can be scary sometimes because you want to be able to have enough money in case you need to be able to afford some sort of random life expenses or just some sort of random thing that comes up you want to be able to make sure that you're taken care of and so that's what I've been doing a lot of research on trying to find more consistent means of making money and it's not like something I don't know or haven't looked into before but doing a lot more research on Amazon and some of the ways people flip on there because I do see that as a very, very consistent form of income for a lot of FBA sellers. And the perk with that is while eBay can be consistent, Amazon is a lot more scalable. And so I'd like to concurrently run both an eBay and an Amazon business, but mainly make my eBay for the one-off flips or things that I have found that are just regular sellers for me, things that I know that I can sell, different shoes and things like that, and maybe do Amazon with more of a the wholesale type of like buying a bunch of items approach just because I know that Amazon is geared towards making that sort of seller uh, profitable. And so now I'm not going to dive into wholesale like full on or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. But being able to buy more of an item and doing more of a consistent sourcing method where I'm looking in certain stores looking for certain deals and things like that to flip on Amazon. Those are kind of the ways that I'm talking about. And so I've been doing a lot of research. Mainly today I've been looking into Keepa, which is like the world's most used Amazon tool, I guess, other than maybe the Seller Center app um, or Seller Central app, I guess. But Keepa is super powerful. And this isn't something that I've realized before. I just thought it was a great way to view previous data on sales rank on Amazon. And it is. It's a great way. They have all the data from previous, I don't know, like maybe the past five or 10 years of data on Amazon. And so they've been tracking that. They have all the seller ranks and they've monitored it. And so you can actually see, hey, this item has sold well in the past. Its seller rank isn't just doing well right now. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Amazon, the basic way that the seller rank works is that there are different seller ranks for each item. 
and number one or item number one in the seller rank is the best selling item and item number, I don't know, 50 million or whatever would be the lowest selling item, right? And so when you have these items that are have a good seller rank, the question is, well, how is the rank determined? And is it always that rank or is it changing? And it's not a static rank, it's a dynamic rank, so it does change a lot. And so how do you know if the rank that you're looking at is indicative of a good selling product consistently or maybe the product just spiked for some reason maybe there was a high demand uh, for the product really really quickly maybe it just sold a couple of times that day just randomly and now you're looking at a product that looks like it's a good seller because the rank is super low on Amazon and then you go to sell it and you realize hey this thing isn't selling for me why isn't it selling and that's something that Keepa can prevent it can prevent you from buying these things that don't traditionally sell well but for some reason have a better seller rank than they would normally have and so you can view a chart of the seller rank over time and not just a stagnant point of the seller rank which is what you get if you just go on Amazon and look up the seller rank so I was using Keepa today and there was somebody in one of the groups I was in talking to me about doing some reverse searching on Keepa to try and figure out how I can find items that'll sell on Amazon without actually going through every single item on an online store or going through every single item on Amazon and trying to figure it out that way. And Keepa is a very robust tool. I didn't realize this, but there's a lot of information hidden in there in different tools that a lot of people don't give it credit for. And so everybody that uses Keepa or that has heard of Keepa knows of the charts that it has because that's what I just talked to you about. But it also has a whole deals page and then it also has a product finder tool built into it where you can go through and you can narrow down and filter search results on Amazon by certain key metrics that sellers would want to be able to use that maybe your average buyer wouldn't have any use for because they're not trying to sell the products, they're trying to buy the products. And so Amazon caters toward the buyer because that's their customer. But for us, we want to be able to find items that we can sell and that's where Keepa comes in and it's not a tool where maybe you go and you find items and where they're located, but it's a tool to finding which items are selling well on Amazon. And so that's what I did a lot of my research on today. It's actually pretty fascinating. I didn't know all that was built into it. And for $20 a month, it kind of seemed like a pretty good deal to me. I'm not sponsored by them. If they want to reach out to me, by all means, but I do want to bring you the best value and the best content that I can. And if I see a tool that kind of really makes sense to me, I'm going to suggest it on here and you can do whatever you want with it. It seems like a good idea to me to get it though if you want to sell on Amazon. And I've heard a lot of people talk about it before. I don't know if everybody's making the best use of it though. If you go and get it and you're only using the charts, I think that you may be missing out on a lot if you're trying to find new consistently good inventory because there is a lot on there. So that's what I'm going to be doing a lot more of is trying to dig deeper into these tools. And it kind of takes me to the bigger picture of trying not to run before I walk and that's like a very very common phrase that people use but what I actually mean by that is you can jump head on into things and if you're that type of person that works really well for you I, I applaud you for doing that because there's a lot of people that get started very quickly in things that are able to like really really just jump in and start doing and if they make a mistake they'll figure it out type of thing if you're that way, great. I, I say definitely embrace that. I'm typically not that type of person though. And sometimes I try and be that person. It doesn't work out very well. I'm somebody who likes to do research before they actually go into something. And I think that may be pretty common for a lot of people is like they want to really know what they're doing. But I think it's really good for me because researching something like this, I would have missed out on all these tools that it has to offer. And if you're going to spend money on something per month, I would definitely say do your due diligence on it. Make sure that it's a helpful tool. Make sure that it's going to be helpful for your business. I think a lot of times in business, 
we end up getting caught up in things that we should buy because we think it's going to make us profitable. And then we don't go back and reevaluate a lot of the things that we buy or a lot of the monthly subscriptions we have. We do this in real life too. I mean, a lot of us probably don't even use the Netflix subscription or the Hulu subscription that we used to use as much as uh, we did when we first got it, right? There's so many streaming services out there now that we may have three or four of them. And it's something that maybe you need to go back and say, hey, I'm paying for all these a month. The original reason I got one of these is to cut out cable. And now I'm spending almost almost as much in subscriptions as I was in cable just because there's so many out there. And so similar to that, I think businesses, and it kind of touches on this book, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. And he says are often made unprofitable buy the things that they spend their money on. And so you need to be able to figure that out. And that's something that I'm trying to work on is cutting out costs and expenses. And so what I think I'll probably be doing, it's kind of weird, is I'll probably be transitioning out of the phase that I was in where I was reselling and doing a lot of botting and things like that. A good way to make money if you're trying to make some money on the side. I just think that it's tough. If you're trying to make consistent income with something like that, you're leaving a lot of your opportunity up to chance. And that's not necessarily the way I want to do it. I mean, you can have the best bot setup you want. You can have the best kind of tools that you want and you can still flop. And obviously, if you're putting in the work, you have a better chance of hitting. But when you're going and buying products from stores with a bot, it's not necessarily the way that they want you to purchase from them. And so you run into a lot of things where there's cancellations. You run into things where they will either block like a a profile or maybe they just won't let you check out there anymore. And it's happened to people before where stores have gotten upset with them for purchasing too much or for returning too much, you can end up getting in a sticky situation and that's not somewhere you want to be at. And so I'm trying to transfer out of that a little bit and go more into doing just regular items that are consistent sellers looking for good ASINs or SKUs that sell on Amazon. And it's tough because I know a lot about selling just random things, one-offs on eBay, which is cool. And I think that there's a lot of money to be made there. Again, if you want to build a small little side hustle, I think that's good. And I think that there's even people that are talented enough to build a full business around it. But for me, and looking where I want to move and where I'd like to go with my business, I don't know if it's something I literally, I don't know if it's something that I'd like to keep doing for a long period of time is only relying on those sorts of items. And it's tough for me because I love finding them. Like that's my favorite thing. There's a reason why I like to do low key items and low key flips and low key posts for GFNF because they are one of the favorite things of mine that I've always learned and loved to sell are just these random items that you find at a Target or a Walmart that have some sort of hype behind them. And we can go on and on about this and talk about different items that are out there, whether it's a a sports card release or even something more low-key than that, just like a random action figure that for some reason was limited edition, not a lot of people knew about it, and you end up finding it because it came out and you were doing the research and you found it and you flipped it and did very well on it. Like Those sorts of things I love. I live for that. But ultimately, those sorts of things are not consistent and you can't buy them at scale in order to flip them on eBay. If you could, then they wouldn't flip on eBay because there'd be so much product out there that it would cut out the the aftermarket for it. So it's just one of those things where if you're looking to actually make more money and that's kind of where I'm looking to go is something that's scalable, something that I can do more long term because I don't believe that buying things on Target on Walmart is a long term solution if you're buying maybe one or two or three of them at a time. I think that it's better to try and transition now while I still have some time to operate and try and figure this out 
And that's kind of why I've been transferring a lot of my studying and trying to learn a lot more about Amazon. It's just crazy. There's so many ways to make money. I was watching a guy today talk about how he goes through Keepa, looks at the daily deals page and just buys books off of there and flips books. And booksellers traditionally go to thrift stores, uh, the huge book like kind of sell sales that libraries have and these different churches have and community sales and stuff like that. I wouldn't think of them a as buying off of Amazon using Keepa data and flipping them back onto Amazon, but there's a way to make money doing that. And there's a lot of ways out there to do simple things like that where, I mean, this guy was able to build a $500,000 a year business and that's revenue, that's not this profit, but just flipping books, doing something that simple. And so if there's that opportunity out there, I think there's things like that that we can all jump on and I'm trying to make that switch and transition. So that's kind of where I'm going with my my reselling career right now. We'll see how things play out. I'm kind of betting on it working though because I do believe that there's a lot of opportunity and I do believe that Amazon's a huge uh, platform as it accounts for like 50% of the US online economy. So if you're going to jump on and do e-commerce, you probably should learn Amazon. And so that's what I'm going to try and do, try and figure it out. And then I'll share everything that I learned with you guys on here, just because I think that that's one of the best ways to be able to teach people is, I don't know, learn by doing, and then hopefully kind of tell the mistakes or some of the things that I've come up with along the way. So anyway, that's what I've been working on today. Not a whole lot of changes, not a whole lot of anything, just kind of consistent research and trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right, and how to kind of find new products for Amazon because that's where I'll probably be doing a lot of my reselling and I'll still work on eBay and stuff like that, but I do want to learn Amazon because I'm at that point where I've been saying for a while now, I want to learn Amazon, I want to learn Amazon. I think the time's here that I should. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. And like I said, I'll be throwing everything out here on the podcast that I know for you guys to learn, hopefully work with as well. So anyway, with that being said, I'm going to wrap things up. You guys have a great rest of your Thursday and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one.